You're listening to the Inspiriting with T podcast. I'm your host, Tamara Demery. This podcast will provide inspirational lessons that can help you navigate through life by recognizing the self-improvements needed to establish the greatness within you. Enjoy the show. Inspirited with T podcast. I'm your host, T, and today is Friday. Yes, honey. So today is another great episode, and I have a special guest joining me today. So before I let you know who that guest is, I would like to welcome back all of my faithful listeners. Thank you for tuning in again, and welcome back. Now, if you are a new listener, and this is your first time tuning in, I would like to say I am honored you decided to listen to my podcast today. Thank you, thank you, thank you, and welcome, welcome, welcome. Now, our special guest that will be joining me today is none other than CEO of Costa Rica Call Center, Richard Blank. Yes, he is the brains and the man behind the most accomplished telemarketing company in Costa Rica. Yes, he's going to tell us how he took a chance on himself to build the company that he has now and how he also helped his workers become who they are. So we're going to get into that great story in a few. So need you to get yourself together. Turn your volume up, get your blanket, get your snacks, get your drinks, whatever it is that you need to do, honey, go ahead and get it done because it's going to be a great episode and you don't want to miss all this great inspiration. So stay tuned. I'll be right back with my special guest. Hello, Richard. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me on your show. I can't wait to share ideas with you and your amazing audience. Awesome. Awesome. I can't wait for you to share with us today. So how is the weather where you are? It's actually very nice. In Costa Rica, we have two seasons, wet and dry. And right now we're in our summer season. So the top is down in my convertible and it's beautiful weather every day. Oh, I'm so jealous. It's I'm so jealous. I wish I was in Costa Rica right now, uh, but it's winter I paid here. my dues in Philadelphia. There were all those winter months where I had to shovel driveways and get my feet and slush. So I think I paid my, my part. Yes, yes, yes. I hope you enjoyed that wonderful weather. So Richard, let's get the listeners to know you a little bit. So can you tell them about yourself? Absolutely. I was born and raised in Northeast Philadelphia. Graduated the proud Abington High School in 91. Decided to be a Spanish communication major, went to the University of Arizona. And at 27 years old, in August of 2000, I was given a one in a million opportunity to move abroad and and I took it. Getting past my parents' guilt and all the naysayers, I moved to Central America, fell in love with the girl of my dreams and started a company 15 years ago. And so it's been a, 
a wonderful ride of twists and turns, but at least I'm here with a smile on my face today. Awesome, awesome. I am so happy about your journey, and So, are you a Philadelphia Eagles fan since you're from Philly? I certainly am, and a very disappointed (laughs) one at that. Oh, you sound like my brother. He's an Eagles fan, so I had to check on him to see if he was all right (laughs) after that. We went the distance. I always believe that there's nothing better than a worthy opponent. You don't want a blowout, but if people can go down to the 15th round, you really got to respect your opponent. It, It almost brings the best out in you if you think about it. Yes, yes. I'm pretty sure they'll be back because they're a great team. Um, so I'm sure you'll be rooting for them next year. So I'm so happy oh, about your uh, journey and how you ended up in Costa Rica. So enlighten me. Yeah, what man. made you take a chance on yourself to become the CEO that you are today? Well, I got to work at my friend's center. It was only supposed to be for two months. And I decided to stay and work at the center for four years. I learned it from the inside out. I was not starting at sea level, so it was never contracts or the finances, but imagine sitting with the proletariat in these cubicles and seeing the good and the bad and the happy and the sad. And it also opened my eyes to an industry where Hollywood glamorizes it with Wolf of Wall Street and Boiler Room and all these other movies where call centers are seen as hardcore telemarketing, stock selling and certain sorts of environments, but in Costa Rica, when you are Mm -hmm. bilingual, it bears the mark of higher education. And these individuals with their skill sets really have a strong vocation. They can almost earn more than doctors and lawyers if they're talented. And so what I have seen are artists of speech and those that love learning second languages. So instead of it being a grind, it's really inspiring them and stimulates them because they're getting a return on investment on their on their education. Oh, that is amazing. And I'm glad that you are sharing your insight with people in Costa Rica. And I'm pretty sure it's spreading across the country, to, oh, yeah. especially in the telemarket industry, because it gets a bad rap with call centers. They get a bad reputation as, you know, it's a very hectic job to have, but I think it's needed. And most, yeah. most people that I call, well, when I call, and I need help with something, they're always so nice. So I just return the favor. I'm nice to them, you know, make the experience because they're human too. And I think people forget that sometimes that, hey, they're trying to help you. And sometimes it gets resolved and sometimes it doesn't, but it's a great experience. And I'm glad that you're sharing that with people so they can grow in your company and in their lives. So at what point in your journey did you have an aha moment to when you knew that your call center was going to work, that it was going to be where it is today? Oh, I started my website October 4th of 2007, landed my first account February 6th of 2008, one Mm -hmm. seat for 50 hours. Let me put it this way, almost like a gardener. The moment you see that thing sprouting from the soil, yeah. the moment you can actually play the violin or hit that three-point shot, <laughs> then you know that it can be done and can be repeated. You just need to be consistent. Yes. How about this? In order for me to have grown a business, I, I can't be a jack of all trades. I needed to expand the trunk of my tree with branches and roots for the stability. Being a guest in this country, especially a strict Catholic country, 
Mm-hmm. I had to be extremely conservative of the campaigns that I would bring into the center so the agents would feel comfortable doing it, being empathetic and working with you when you would call in to, I guess, retain a client, get an upsell, possibly a referral, or even if you really are a loyal client, to give us almost an exit interview on what we've done to lose your business or improve. And so these are the sort of quality calls that we do. And we really try to build the self-reliance and self-confidence of the agent. And so it's imperative for me to give them certain vocabulary. And so we we focus on the thesaurus. We'll use words like guide, assist, and lend a hand instead of help. Instead of saying, excuse me, we'll say, for my clarification. There are certain stories we fall upon. We try to we try to maintain a positive tone or possibly even resetting a tone in order to have that sort of positive experience. Yes, yes. I am so glad that they're having a positive experience with your company and it has built over time. And the most important thing you said was being consistent. I know mm-hmm. many people have big dreams and goals to be where you are today. And the only thing that's holding them back is being consistent because they give up and they quit and they think when it gets hard, but you have to keep going. And you are living proof that if you keep going and you are consistent, you can live out your dreams and you can help others along the way with their dreams. So may I share a few secrets with you? Yes, you can. I'd love to share secrets with you. The greatest thing you could ever do with somebody is to tell the truth because it could be the same story. And that's the number one consistency is the truth. So I always like to, as they say, act my wage. When I first started this company 15 years ago, I'm not where I am today at my 300 seat call center. Oh no, I had to start very conservatively. So what I did was I was renting a turnkey station that had a computer, the headset and the chair and the coffee, but it was from Mm -hmm. a blended or a mixed center, almost like an internet cafe. I didn't have a private office. I was renting a seat per month because I couldn't handle such large overhead or extensions Mm -hmm. prior to having that capital. So I was really being true to myself. And then after saving that money for a couple of years, I was able to then buy secondhand furniture, secondhand equipment, which Mm -hmm. is still good. And I was able to build out and rent a 150 seat Mm -hmm. center. And then after six years of saving that money and growing, then I I purchased my own. And so these things come in stages. And as long as you don't try to act something that you're not and spend money where it's not necessary, you may be able to sleep at night. You might be able to buy time. So you don't have to make desperate decisions. Yes. You trust the process. You were in control. You were consistent and you were patient and you trusted yourself. And that's the most important part. You believed in where you were going. You saw where you were going and you trusted it and you were true to yourself. And that's how you are where you are today. Grandma raised me to not take credit out. And if you can't pay for it in cash, you just don't do it. So I had a governor on myself. It was really forcing me to do things slowly. Yes. And I'm very thankful that I did do that. It might've taken a little bit longer, but it was much more stable. Yes, yes. And And you wouldn't have to start over and make all those unnecessary mistakes because you took your time. 
And most of the time, people don't pay attention to the details because they want it quick. Everyone wants it fast. And if you are trying to be successful, success doesn't happen overnight. A lot of people don't see the work behind the scenes. They just see the end of the story. But it takes time. They don't see the years that you put in. They just see right now. And that's the part that Absolutely most really Yes, that's what most people need to understand. What you see now is not where you were. Amazon is a prime example. They started in the garage and look where they are today. Mm-hmm. Just like your company, your call center, you started like an internet cafe and look where you are today. So it's the process, being patient and remembering the dream and remembering your why you're doing it. That's the most mm-hmm. important part is remembering why. So I saw on your website, that you chose to use your motivational public speaking skills to impact the telemarkers to be the best in the country. So how is that tactic working for your business? It's working very well in regards to our attrition rate. Awesome. Most of the people leave this call center for natural attrition. Let me make some examples. Maybe there's a scheduling conflict if you're going to the university. Maybe your boyfriend or girlfriend works at Amazon. You'd prefer to be there. Might be closer to your home. And let's be realistic. There are certain centers that have incentive programs that might be more lucrative. And I can't hold somebody back from earning more money. But I tell you what, no one will ever leave my center because I defaced them on the floor, gave them a walk of shame, or even broke them and made them cry. (laughs) I did know this, sitting in those cubicles back in 2000, I understood that empathy goes a long way. And when you work at a call center or other types of jobs, especially in the United States, people, we spoke about this earlier, people Mm -hmm. look at call center jobs and telemarketing as transitional type of jobs or even, you know, thumbs down it. And so for me here, if I can allow these individuals to see that this is a career and the fact that they can have their dignity doing this, Mm -hmm. And the sort of social skills that they would have would not only enable them to maintain relationships, but also work with conflict management, could save a divorce, it could save a family, could save a friendship, or possibly impulse control and maturity, which were things that happened to me later in life that I wish I had in my teens and 20s. But it took me until my mid-30s to start my company. I'm, I'm 50 years old now. I I wish I could give you a teenage whiz kid story (laughs) or a genius 20s story. But no, my friend, I I was a late bloomer. I I really needed to get the kinks out and to have that sort of faith in myself, that financial capital to be able to take a year off and really roll the dice without that sort of commissioned pressure that artists have. And then from there, actually, the Wu Wei philosophy of no resistance kicked in. And here we are today, just holding on tight. Yes, yes. I'm glad that you are showing the people in your company that it's more than just coming to work. Hmm. And it's all about helping them and building their relationships at the workplace and at home, because that can make a difference in a workplace because you don't want a toxic work environment where it's toxic Mm -hmm. at home and then it's toxic at work, that is not good for anyone's mental health or their well-being at all because that's how most people leave jobs. And you are showing them 
they can come to work and have a good time and be at peace and have empathy and you show compassion for people because you know it's more than what you're trying to provide as far as numbers and to grow your company. You know, if you're growing people and you're making change, the success will continue to grow because you are planting seeds in your employees. And I am so glad that they have you. I think you. I cracked the code though. Oh, you did? What's the code? My favorite class in school was recess. And yes. I believe the best relationships are built through play. You see behind me, I got jukeboxes and candy machines. That's in my private office. But yes, downstairs yes. in my arcade, I have pinball machines, ultimate awesome. fighting machines, packing machines. Yes. So imagine you and I hanging out during the day playing Pac-Man together. We're going to be best friends. We're going to let yes. off steam, recharge batteries. And, and when we go back for the second half, push. You yes. know we're going to be stronger than we were before. Yes. So I think a gamification culture is essential for yes. building bonding and having a strong company culture. Yes. You unlock your inner child. And I think a lot of people lock away their yes. inner child. And you actually need your inner child because your inner child was free. They had so many dreams and they were fearless and they can do anything. So you should keep that with you for the rest of your life. You shouldn't lock away that person that you were because you are you were an amazing person when you were a child. So you can keep that even as you get older. I unlock my inner child too outside. I love to be outside. I love to play basketball mm -hmm. or jump on a trampoline or ride a bike, anything to keep me active. Of course. Yes. And I play games with my daughter. So I know that inner child, I try to keep it and keep it going in my life. And I also think mm -hmm. it makes you look younger. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it keeps us youthful, unlocking that inner child. So you you did unlock the code. Yes, you did. So what motivates you to help others in the industry and in life? Oh, just paying it forward. Oh. Success is built on 1 million thank yous. If I didn't get a college recommendation letter from the late principal Norman Schmidt at Abington, I wouldn't have gotten into Arizona. I always believe that individuals are out there to assist when they can. Yes. And I love second chances or people that just have potential and are given a first chance. Right. And so along yeah. the way, I've had a lot of positive reinforcement. And so now if I'm in a position of leverage where I can hire, fire, or make or break somebody, I, I prefer the, the former. I really love to put wind in people's sails. I love to go outside and tell their mothers how amazing they are. Awesome. And I like to be the mentor that they never had. The one that really calls the balls and the strikes. The one that gives you a little bit of Philly guilt and lets you know I'm a little disappointed in you because I saw what you can do. Yes. And I want to be the first one to praise you publicly when you're winning, just to make sure that we can continue that fire going. That's what I'm doing, my good friend, because jewels and gold, it all loses its luster. Mm -hmm. How much money can you really make? Right. The rest of it is really about feeding families and having that sort of balance and spiritual center that I was mm -hmm. true to myself when I was 18. So my real Richard circle is complete. And so it's, it's very humbling. I, I, I can't, I still can't believe the fact that I left a castle, slayed a dragon, saved a princess, and now I'm a prince. 
This was a one in a million shot. But if you really have faith, if you really love yourself and you know that life is beautiful and you can do things with good intentions and, and, and you really want to be the best you could be, then by all means, do not listen to those naysayers and gray believers and, and maybe just dip a toe in the pool before jumping in so you could slowly see if this is the right transition for you. So, so you're still responsible for your family. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, I am so glad that you are doing that. And you're right. Faith can take you a long way. I am mm-hmm. a faith walker. I believe that I can have all it takes is a mustard seed. And that's all I have. And that's all I need to fulfill every dream that I have and taking people with me. And I know helping someone get to wherever they want to get to is important as well, because I know wherever I'm going, it's not about me. It's bigger than me. So, of course, if you know that it's bigger than you and you're doing it with a pure heart and you're genuine about it, you can flourish and do whatever it is you set your mind to. And I am, oh, I want to come work for you just so I can experience all that great fun that you're having with your coworkers. I know that your employees love coming to work. I'm pretty sure they, they want to. If they a lot want. of it is a forced march. And yes. some of them do have things outside of the office, which may be affecting their performance. And so if we can separate the two, if I can give benefit yeah. of doubts, if we can put some water on our face and, and even take the occasional time out, mm-hmm. I might prevent something where I'd have to cure it, if that right. makes any sort of sense. Yes, yes, you're right. Balancing and separating the two is important. And sometimes many people struggle with separating the two. Mm-hmm. And like, because I know many people that struggle with separating work life from personal life. Sometimes you bring your personal life into your work life and you can't perform effectively and you have to go back and fix it later because your mind's not where it needs to be. But I'm pretty sure if they continue to take on those tactics that they see at work, it'll apply outside of work to their personal life I agree. and not let it distract them. Mm-hmm. So um, another thing, would you change anything about your route that you took to get here? Would you change anything of how you got here in your career? Absolutely. I don't think I would be as hard on myself. Mm-hmm. Because as I say, at the end of the day, from an educated point of view, clients decide to move forward with me or not to. And the majority of the time, it's because of price. It's not merit. Right. And so I used to take that personal. But mm-hmm. you have to look at things in a business perspective. If something is a third of the cost, then you should take that into consideration. But if I have the skill set to offset that three times, mm-hmm. can we earn that account? But if there's only so many minutes in an hour and you're expecting me to do 180 minutes in 60 minutes, I can't triple that. Right. But if you believe that if somebody has longer conversations, extends more empathy and active listening, as you had mentioned earlier on your calls where they retained you as a client, 
then I may be making less calls a day, but my metrics will show that I have higher conversion ratios than somebody that's just carpet bombing and burning lists. And so it's really about a leap of faith per call. And for me, I prefer not to lose the account, but I want to explain A to Z, one to three. And mm -hmm. if you let me go 15 rounds and explain my entire company twice, there's really nothing more to me to do except stand up and start singing to you. <laughs> so, um, but guess what? Most of the time I'll lose an account is because we don't speak languages that they're looking for, or I'm not comfortable enough because I don't want a rogue agent just saying things I can't understand. I don't do graveyard right. shift. So I can't do 24 seven yet. That's default. And then a lot of the times they'll ask me if I can match the rate offshore in India and the Philippines. I could say yes, but if I offer somebody a dollar an hour, they may not take it. And right. so, as I mentioned earlier, a natural attrition and with usually deals that do not happen, it's not that we don't want to work with one another and build this rapport, but by natural default, I would have to ethically refuse taking the account because I know that I would not be able to fulfill their needs. Right. You're seeing the bigger picture of the outcome and you're not just doing it just yes. because you want to do it right. And if it's not right, you just shouldn't do it, which makes sense because most okay. people, they go in, they do stuff and then they have to come back and they have to repair and fix everything. And that can damage your company along the way, doing things the wrong way. And you have always done things the right way because you were true to yourself. And you're going to keep being true to yourself because you know you trust the process and you have the faith. So it'll keep going and it'll come when it comes and it'll be done the right way the first time. <laughs> Got to pause you a minute there. You yes. use the word always. I don't think anyone ever bats a thousand. <laughs> I had to learn. Like when I was a child, I had to actually put my finger on the stove to say that it's hot. <laughs> you know, every kid does that. What, what my thing was, was it, it, I'm, I'm happy having faith in somebody, but I also needed to have structure. Yes. And so I have an insurance policy here, which I really emphasize. It's, it's a quality control department. I'm not micromanaging you, but you are a speaker. And so when we listen to phone calls, we judge KPIs, which are key performance indicators. I'll judge you on your talk time. And if you confirm information and you repeat things, fine. But I also pay attention to soft skills. I mean, I pay you to ask the questions, but I really want to see you repeating information, getting excited over anniversaries and weddings. And so for me, what enabled me to do besides time clock reports, supervision, quality control department, and my IT department, it really gave me the structure so somebody could not deviate from their workload and mm -hmm. from their performance. And really quickly, I could see if something was happening to adjust it. So I, I didn't let an agent run with bad habits to where it became too late right. and we killed the project. And so that I had to learn from the beginning as well, that there needed to be some boundaries and some sort of um, accountability to yeah. the agent to perform. And yeah. that's the sort of relationship that we had to have. Yes, I'm glad that you built that accountability with yourself and your uh, workers, because if you don't have accountability, a lot of things can fall apart quickly 
in anything that you do when mm -hmm. you don't have accountability. That's in life and in business. And one thing I learned about business is I don't take anything personal when it comes to business because business is business and I know how to separate it because when you get those emotions in the way and you let them build up, it can cause conflict in business and you can't see outside of how you feel in that moment. So if you can, sometimes most people need to take a step back and not react to um, something that happens in the day when it comes to work and just take a breather and then come back and really process what really happened so they can get back to business and actually do it the right way and learn from it and have accountability, as you said. So what? Yes, go ahead. Do you know that some of the best relationships are built when there's no surprises that I can tell you something happened? Let's say an agent quits, for an example. I yes. would call you. I'd let you know what happened, have a solution for you, and we'd make it through. So sometimes the best relationships are built through chaos. Because yeah. if we can handle yeah. that together, not yell, curse, or point fingers, as you say, lower temperatures, find solutions, look at that sort of foundation for a long-term relationship. I not encourage it, but whenever something like that comes up, I cannot wait to call my client immediately and let him know it's not bad news, it's solution news. Yes. And yeah. you heard it from me, not <laughs> two days later. And so they like the fact that, as you say, accountability towards sense of urgency and transparency. Yes. Mm -hmm. yes, that's great. Okay, so what advice would you give to someone that wants to one day become a CEO like yourself? Well, you, you should start out from scratch. Uh, mm -hmm. Being a CEO in this industry, I could walk around and, and cash checks and be the Anglo-Saxon from the United States that's here and play big business, man. Well, that's great. Mm -hmm. But when these agents come in here and they size me up, it's very easy for me to let them know they're in my wheelhouse. And mm -hmm. I'm not just saying that because I own the company. I can, once again, talk about structure and discipline in regards to personal pronoun emphasis, how to mm -hmm. do transitional sentences clarification questions and rebuttals. We spoke about the thesaurus earlier. And if they wanna look at my track record, I could show them tens of thousands of recorded phone calls that I made over the past two decades. Right. And so what I'm looking to do is to enhance the skills they already have. I'm not looking to change them. You mentioned earlier bad habits and cancers. Excellent, you brought that up. I would like to decompress them from mm -hmm. where they came because this is a much more smaller environment. I, I have 150 seats, I'm not 3000 Amazons. Right. And, it's a, and it's really a boutique place where I can delegate and make a name for yourself. And if that is what you're looking to do, you're in the right environment because I embrace those sort of agents. And all mm -hmm. I wanna do is build on that sort of momentum. And as I mentioned earlier today, most companies are doing omni-channel non-voice support. It's chat and it's email. And that's very frustrating for both the client and for the company. And my agents are still focusing and concentrating on mastering the art of speech. Yes. So we can give those positive experiences and we can keep this industry alive because if it were me, 
I would much rather speak to a live individual and build that relationship than filling out emails, waiting and becoming even more frustrated. And so that's kind of my thoughts on that. Yes, yes. That's a great way to get to where you are today. And you're right. We need that human interaction. We're all human. We need those relationships to understand one another, to grow, and it helps us change as people. Because if we mm -hmm. don't interact, then we'd just be walking around like little robots, That's pretty much. True. So we need that interaction, and I'm glad that your company is continuing that interaction with people to build mm -hmm. those relationships with your clients and your employees and their families. And your um, sounds like your company is a really big family over there. That I've had agents fall in love and get married by the Pac-Man machine. <laughs> so it's amazing. Oh, wow. That is oh, amazing. Yeah. And it's kind of funny. I'm like an uncle to a couple agents because they met, they got married and they had some kids. And I go, wait a second. So you met them here and the baby was growing here at the center. So yeah, it's definitely a CCC baby. Absolutely. Yes, that's a beautiful story. You have beautiful stories coming out of there. You're building families, you're building relationships. And that is to me in business, having those relationships built on a great foundation is how your company can build and how your business can grow. So um, Richard, it was a pleasure to have you on the show today. Um, if people want to contact you or get in touch with your business, how can they do so? I always believe someone should buy a first class plane ticket and come <laughs> fly down and visit me. Yes, it's summer time. <laughs> I know, but if you're not doing that today, I have a very, very large Facebook fan page about 109,000 local Costa Rican ticos. And when this goes live, we will then be putting this on there and you'll have thousands of new fans. But of for course. your audience, Costa Rica is north of Panama, south of Nicaragua. We're the only democratic society in Central America. There's no standing army. So we put all of our money back into education with a 95% literacy rate. We have the most neutral English accent, best infrastructure, and companies such as Amazon, HP, and Intel, Oracle are here. We're known for ecotourism, medical tourism, and finally, your buddy Richard is here, and I got a thousand suggestions for you. Awesome. Thank you, Richard. It was a pleasure having you on the show. And I know my listeners are going to love visiting Costa Rica. I plan to Thank visit myself. So much, Thank <laughs> you yes, so much. Yes. Thank you for coming on the show. closing remarks from today's episode with my special guest Richard Blank so Richard is a prime example of doing what needs to be done and fulfilling your dreams and trusting yourself he took a chance on what he believed in at a young age and he prospered and he didn't give up he was consistent he had faith. That's the most important thing is to have faith in yourself and to believe in yourself. Richard believed he could do whatever he set his mind to. He believed that he could have his own company and help others build 
and grow within his company because he took a chance on himself. Because when you take a chance on yourself, you are believing in all of your unlimited potential. You believe that you can do anything you set your mind to when you take a chance on yourself. Some of you are struggling right now with taking a chance. Take that chance. What else can you do? If you fail, so what? Take another chance. Keep taking chances on yourself. Keep betting on yourself. There's so many things that can go right and your life can change if you just take a chance on yourself. Be passionate about your life. Learn to live without the fear of failing. Take a chance. You just might surprise yourself. Yes, taking that chance on you, you can surprise yourself and you will be, you really shouldn't surprise yourself because you should believe that you can do it anyway. Have faith in you. Richard is a prime example of that. It didn't happen overnight. He was consistent with what he was trying to do with his life and he's continuing to grow even though he is where he is now. He's continuing to grow and learn from the people within his company and how he can better himself so he can continue to grow his company because great CEOs come from a great foundation. It comes from the employees. It comes from the people that work under them. But he also sacrificed and he worked hard from the ground up to get to where he was today. You can do the same thing. There's no time clock on when you can start. And don't let your age stop you from doing what you want to do with your life. Take that chance. If you want to do something new, do it. You have time now. The time is now. Don't live with regret because you didn't take a chance and bet on yourself. Now is the time. If you are struggling with that, I want you to sit down, write yourself a letter or write things that you want to do that you haven't done and take that chance and complete one of those things off that list. I don't care how big or small it is, but you also have to give yourself grace and you have to be patient as you go along this journey because I believe in you. Now, all you have to do is believe in yourself. If you don't take a chance, you don't stand a chance to succeed in whatever it is that you want to do. So take that chance, honey. You can do it. Because my motto is, if it scares me, then I can do it. Anything that I have been fearful of or has scared me or has challenged me, I took that chance and did it anyway. And once I completed it and I accomplished it, and I crushed it, I kept going because I took a chance on me. You can do the same thing just as I have and just like Richard has with his company. He moved out of the United States into Costa Rica to build in another country. Isn't that amazing? You can do the same thing because he's, his dream was bigger than him. He saw other people that needed his help to succeed in life and he's helping them do that you can too so do what needs to be done and take the chance on your life because you only have one are you going to take a chance now or are you going to live with regret i think you should take that chance starting now so 
for the rest of this week and from here on out. Take those chances, honey. Big or small, I don't care what it is. Take a chance. And I'm pretty sure you will have a better attitude and you'll be more fulfilled because you accomplished something that you that scared you and you took a chance. Believe in yourself. You got this. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And I hope that you return next week for another great episode. And if you want to contact Richard to get some more inspiration on how you can grow and take a chance on your life and just explore his company, all those links are in the description of this episode. So go ahead and click on those and reach out to him because I know he's going to inspire you to do great things in your life. So take a chance on you. You deserve it. See you all next week. Thank you for tuning in to the show.